everybody. Welcome back to another week of Sports of Ish with Miss TV and Vince Edwards. Uh, we are already having a bit of a laugh session here. We hope everybody has had a tremendous week since the last time we saw you guys or the last time you heard from us. How are you doing over there, Vince? Uh, not too bad. I just had a media day session today for our team. Uh, season's getting started. We traveled to nice. Turkey for our first official games coming up. Uh, for the BCL. So get ready to get the season underway here. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's get exciting. started. It's about to get real. Wait, how many more days until your first game? Uh, first game is the 26th. So we got four days. Wow. Oh, wow. That's so great. Yeah. yeah, good, good. So, um, you mentioned earlier that you needed your beauty rest. Did, did you get any of that, or? No, nah, I'm still struggling. <laughs> I'm still struggling, but I'll be all right. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um. So what's crazy is actually, um, our producer Jason and I were just talking before you hopped on about that Nick Chubb's injury. Did you read anything about that or hear anything about that? Gruesome. I know. Very, yes. very gruesome. I actually got on Twitter and saw it. I wasn't even trying to see it. Uh, obviously, like I stated earlier in previous, everybody's been tuned in. I'm seven hours ahead. So uh, when I woke up, that was like the first thing I was all over my Twitter feed, unfortunately. Um, very, very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. I refuse to watch it. So many people sent me videos and I said, I cannot. Yeah, it was crazy. I cannot witness this. Blech. I'm like one of those people, like I won't go and look it up, but if it's on my timeline and I'm like one of those, I'm like one eye open. So trying to watch it just because I, I got to know exactly what happened. But uh, I mean, injuries are part of the game. You always hate to see things like that, um, especially to their team because he's such an intricate part of the team, especially on the red game side. Uh, so I hope, he, I hope he does get well soon because that was, that was pretty nasty. Yeah. Uh, so apparently this was the second time he injured that particular knee. I apologize. My email is still going, but apparently that was the second time he had injured that particular knee. The first time was in college, yeah. similar injury, which is super scary. Yeah. I mean, it, the good thing about that is he went a, a length and a duration of time without yeah. that injury. So I don't think it was even just his history. If you see the hit, it, it was a little just, it was that the hit the impact. If your body folds one way and your lower body goes the other way from the upper body, anytime that ever happens, it's always going to be very, very, very nasty. Um, you know, certain ways your body just aren't meant to bend and break like that. And like I said, it's just unfortunate that he kind of took that hit. Um, as a professional player, I'm pretty sure he knows like the risk he takes. So yeah, just very unfortunate. A lot of people online are saying the sailors are dirty. Uh, they do dirty hits like this all the time. So there's a bit of a speculation going around. Us as Bengals fans, we know. Uh, we still yeah. never forget them about the Carson, the Carson Palmer injury, so we still never over that. So, yeah, you got you got that stigma flying around with it. And then also uh, they're talking about bringing Kareem Hunt back in, which I think is. Yeah. I think uh, I think they did on a one-year deal. Yeah. They did. Okay, so they – okay, yes. Yeah, so on a one-year. Yeah. Honestly, I never understood the, the, the part from him. I understand that – you know, he had a pass, but when he came from KC to Cleveland, they were already aware of that. So right. not really understanding why he was ever let go in the first place, especially when him and Nick Chubb are essentially like one in the same, like one A, one B, and they can switch yeah. positions on any given night. So 
he's he's kind of a better man than me because I understand he was at home. He wasn't with the team, but if I'm going back into that situation. I'm sorry. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me, unfortunately, because there's no other no other guy in the market that you can go get at such short notice is going to know your team, know the organization, know what you expect. So I hope he got a better end of the deal out of this, and I hope that it continues to expand his career because he is a, a great running back um, and that he's taking care of all those other issues he's had in the previous years off the field and continue to grow and mature from that. So, Yeah, excellent point. Excellent point. I actually didn't look up what the one-year contract was worth, but – yeah, I actually just read that this morning that they did sign into a one year, but I hope it's guaranteed. That's all for for her sake, for any running back's sake. It just seems so crazy. We came into the season with trying to get running backs paid, the narrative from social right. media to the NFL players themselves trying to back their guys up, and now it's like yeah. this running back's taking a hit. This running back's taking a hit. Like it's just not right? helping their it's not helping their cause. But me and my teammates were talking about this in the locker room. It's all the more reason why I feel like. With the exception of everybody, I get it. Rookie contracts for running back, they should get their money in their first three years because the average year spent on the running back might be five, maybe six if you're healthy. Right. Like you, and those first three to four years, it seems to be a lot of their primes. Like they people don't understand how rare it was. He got spoiled with guys like you know, Sean McCoy before he got out, and Adrian Pearson like Frank Gore, like people don't understand how crazy it is those guys' bodies could withstand and have that impact and be able to expand the running back position because it's not guaranteed for none of them. Right. Yeah. So we were, uh, that was kind of our intake. I don't know what you would think, but I just feel like to be all fairness to their position, I think their first three years should be the bigger end of their contract because it's harder. It's going to be harder for them to make it to that extension. They're down in the trenches. They're asked to pass block. They're asked to release, you know, run block. They're asked to release. They're asked to run through the holes. And they got to run through the, the front end of the defense, the back end of the defense, the middle of the defense. They got to take all these hits, like uh, not to take anything away from, you know, the line, whether it's O-line or D-line, because sure. they're a lot in every play. But after them, it's the running back. Like, the running back takes the most hits after them. So, I definitely – we were talking about it, and that was my, my final intake on it. Um, I want to know what you think and what your opinion is and how can – this issue be solved for running backs in today's game because you can't protect them like you're protecting the quarterback with all these rules. Uh, so it's, it's something that's got to give for them, especially for yeah. them and providing for their families. Yeah. No, I was actually just reading a, a column and more of a, an opinion type column right, right before we started this podcast. And the guy was mm-hmm. basically lobbying for running backs and saying, you know, like, there should be a certain amount of years that are guaranteed pay. Yeah, And, and I think you had an excellent point to, to that being those first three years, you know, have a guaranteed pay. And of course he was asking that, you know, owners and, and whatever be more generous. But again, I, I think, I don't, I don't know any owners of teams personally, but I don't think that's where their head is at, obviously. But mm-hmm. to, to, to be fair for the running back, I, I think to your point, the first three years should be guaranteed. Um, and yeah. So at least two. Yeah. At least two. If I mean, it doesn't have to be something crazy like what Joe Burrow signed for. What thirty-four million was his first contract or something like that with the bonus. It doesn't have to be that crazy, but they should get yeah. that signing bonus. Like, would he get a nine million dollars signing bonus or something like that? It was like what his signing bonus was. I can't remember exactly, but like, they need things like that for running backs. Like, they should have those incentives as well as their signing bonus. I know some guys get them like three million, four million, maybe yeah. six, but I feel like yeah. for running backs, that should be incorporated for them especially. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree. So speaking of ACL injuries, um, Trevon Diggs with the Dallas Cowboys just yesterday in a practice tore his ACL as well. He is now officially out. Uh, huge for, Yeah, huge. I think for Dallas, that's that's a sad situation because their their defense was pretty sharp. So now without him, you be missing a major piece, um, having to go up against teams that do have <laughs> that that amazing defense, and uh, it's going to be rough on them. I think without him. I think I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one, though, because honestly, when you look at it, I think the most positive thing was you have a a veteran in Stephon Gilmore, who everybody knows, lockdown corner. Sure. And then you have, you know, Trevon Diggs. So it was easy because it's like you didn't have to worry about which receiver was like, like if the number one receiver was lining up on this side or this side. Because it's like, hey, I got him if he come this way. If you go that way, you got him. And we can trust that. Demarcus Lawrence and Michael Parsons is not going to give a quarterback much time. <laughs> They're getting back there in probably about two seconds. So yeah. if if you you know you got those two locked down corners that can contain that and play man to man for at least two seconds, then you can be aggressive. You can ball hawk. You can you make, can make all these more aggressive decisions that these guys are making, especially someone like Trevon Diggs who is a ball hawk and you know locked down corner. Uh, but then. Just as well as it sounds good on that, the bad part is now is you got to figure it out as a defense now. Okay, we don't have the luxury to say, hey, Stefan, you take him. I'll take him on this side. Now it's like, all right, well, if he's not lined up with Stefan's side, do we make Stefan mirror him and follow him? Like that's a, what, 13, 14-year? How long has he been? He's been in line for a while. Like he's up there. So it's like not that he's not capable, but when he's a veteran and you try to kind of preserve a long season, you know, right. hits pile up over time, minutes pile up over time. Uh, I think that that's, that's the bad part. However, they still do have that front rush uh, from the defensive side, uh, you know, on the D line and the DN. So yeah. I do believe that that can help them as well. So it's just kind of like that balance. I think they can find a balance to disguise it a little bit. Yeah. Does it make them as dangerous as they once were? It, it kind of leaves a hole in there. I'm pretty sure there's somebody over there that can step in and step up, but it's some big shoes to fill, especially with how well they were playing. It's just sad because I'm not even a Cowboys fan, but my uncle and my brother, they're a huge Cowboys fan, and I seen how excited they were, so I haven't even talked to them yet about it. But for them to take that kind of like devastating blow from that side, especially for the defensive side, is how once you, you hate to see injuries, like I said earlier. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so uh... – and of course, the word is is that um, I think Caesars has the 49ers penned to be the NFC champs this year. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that they're going to be the Super Bowl contenders? Do you think that um, they stack up against anybody in the NFC? Of course, last night's game not not to completely change subject super fast. No, did see. I don't know if you saw that because um, again, I forget you're seven hours ahead. But um, Trent Williams mm-hmm. actually punched. Uh, a Sean Robinson, and of course the fans were just upset. They wanted him ejected. He wasn't ejected, of yeah. course, um, yeah. obviously. And the 49ers did take the win. It was pretty nasty. I think it was like thirty mm-hmm. to twelve. Yeah. But anyway, back back to that. One, do you think he should have been ejected? If you know anything about that storyline, if you don't, I know you're seven hours ahead. And then two. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no, you can finish your question. Go ahead. And two. <laughs> no, two. Just what do you think? I mean, do you think they are going to be these Super Bowl contenders? Do you think they're going to be the NFC champs? Well, for one, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, being in the sport, these are grown men playing football. These are guys who play football with a lot of passion. 
um, yeah. especially football is just really aggressive at times. Um, so it's really hard for me to sit here and say, yeah, he should have been ejected because I get it sometimes, you know, people make mistakes or stupid decisions, but you got to be able to control your emotions a little bit. Um, it's kind of harder. I feel like for football, just because you never know what a guy's, what their brains are going through, what their mental is going through, because yeah. you hear so much about guys having CTE and that they're playing for so long. Not to say that that's his case, but it's kind of hard to just be like, yeah, throw him out. But there's rules. Um, right. So I guess when it comes to that and you want to be punching another guy on another team, uh, I mean, I think they did the right thing. Um, do you want to see that as fans or competitors or – you know, people who are watching the game, spectating, not really because you take away from a dynamic from the 49ers, but at the end of the day, rules are rules. You break them, you punch <laughs> another guy in the face. I mean, anything, obviously anything above the shoulders, the head is automatic, you know, ejection. It'd be the same thing as like a target. So I guess they got it right in that regards. Um, and then secondly, I'm not, I'm not sure to, honestly, it's such a wild year right now. I'm not sure to, Buck anybody as favorites. Like I know the 49ers are playing well. I know the Cowboys are playing well. Um, I'm just not, I can't do it. It's, we haven't seen it in a while, at least for my generation. I haven't seen this domination from both sides in a while. Those teams uh, speaks for my age there, but um, yeah, no, I I can't, I can't write them in just for the Super Bowl. I know they have a a hell of a defense. Obviously, no, Bosa is just, Nick Bosa is unbelievable. Um, so yeah. it's really hard to just be like, and obviously the offensively, you know, party came into his own last year and earned the right to start alongside with Kittles, McCaffrey, Debo. They got some pretty nice pieces. It's, it's hard not to say they won't get there, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, you can go ahead and pencil them in. Uh, they're not my favorites. Uh, but I do see them obviously playing in the, you know, the NFC championship for sure. A hundred percent. Um, but to say that they're just already going to be there for the Super Bowl. It's obviously you know how this game goes and how football goes. It's all about the momentum and who can ride that momentum and ride that wave. And you need a little bit of luck. I don't yeah. think people understand that. Like to win a championship, not going to always dominate. Um, you just need luck on your side sometimes. Sometimes the ball has to bounce your way. You have to get the right call, the right play, recover a fumble, make a big play, interception, mm-hmm. something. Something has to go your way. So. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not sitting here, and I'm. I'm not going to pencil them in. I don't know about you, but that's just my my personal take and opinion. I can't pin them in yet. Same. I think. I think we got a few more games before we can call it. So, speaking of, speaking of our beloved Bengals, yeah, did you hear the news? I know. Did you hear the news about Joe Burrow? Like he's going to possibly have these limited practices, limited things, because he's still unfortunately dealing with that calf injury. Uh, here is my issue because, like I said last podcast, I was getting a lot of heat. <laughs> I um, I completely agree with what Jamar Chase was saying, and I don't think people took that into consideration. Like he came out and said it. If it, if he talked, I told him you might maybe not till week three, maybe week four come back because then we can really get the thing like get the ball rolling. And I know Joe Burrow, and if anybody who's watched him, like, you know what I'm saying, that's been a fan of him, uh, just watched him compete, that wasn't easy for him to just be like, nah, I'm going to sit out and wait. Mm-hmm. One, you just got the highest – well, now you don't because Patrick Mahomes got reconstructed. But before that, you had, you know, the highest paid contract. And you're the highest paid player. And you have all this pressure because you – we do depend on him. 
like as Bengals fans, teammates, he is the the key piece. Like we need him. Everybody yeah. knows that because nobody even spoke about Cincinnati ever being any type of contender for a Super Bowl before Joe Burrow put a jersey on. It was just always we're trying to make the playoffs and have winning seasons. Now we actually are in these conversations to be a favorite, you know, in AFC. So yeah. it, it's it sucks because from a person, from a fan side, heck yeah, I wanted him to be out there for the start. But from athlete side and being, you know, the person that's to make investments about their body and listen to themselves and kind of just take the best route. I feel like maybe he should have sat out maybe even week one, maybe if you don't play week one, you know what I'm saying? Just because of the simple fact that you've already been sitting out most of preseason, you weren't taking a lot of snaps already as it is. So to jump against, jump back in, especially with that Cleveland Browns defense and their pass rushing and how good they were, uh, like it was a, a hell of a challenge for him and it was a much harder challenge for him. And I think it put more stress on him and on his legs because he wanted to move and get out of the pocket at times or try to extend plays. And he just wasn't really able to do that. And then I guess Baltimore just kind of seeing the same, just missing that step. And everybody knows that comes with not being able to take reps in the off season and things of that nature. But right. I, it's hard to say, like, I'm like, at this point I'd rather him rest, but now it's like, yeah, maybe you just, limit him, you know, take, take the loads off of him in practice. If his loads are too high, drop his loads, do this, do that. But you're also trying to keep him up to speed. So the devil's advocate of the situation is hard. But me personally, I would rather see him come back maybe week two or week three, instead of rushing to be back for the start of the season, like Jamar Chase wanted him to. Right. It looks like uh, he was at practice yesterday. Um, I don't have the full details on how much he actually did practice but he had a cast sleeve on he was on the field um i think uh gosh i'm already forgetting what day that we get they have a monday night game and uh I <laughs> i'm like what day are we even at? i'm sorry it's friday Ooh, friday. Uh, friday so tomorrow's their walkthrough um so hopefully yeah. there's some more details on whether or not he will be in monday night's game but i believe the conference he gave was he he's going to push to be in monday night's game but we'll see, we'll see yeah i mean like you, like like we stated, the competitor is free him to play. But right. if there's really nobody that can be like, it's hard to tell your guy. Like, hey, nah. Like, there's going to be some people that's like, you sure? They're not going to be like, no. But anybody, like, you sure you want it? And once you say yes, they're not going to be like, I, I don't. I'm like, all right, you say yes, you say yes. But right. I think he needs someone to be like, hey, bro, like, sit down. Because we're thinking, you know, the longevity of this season and not the start of the season. It's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. And I know there's certain ways you can get yourself into a hole, but let's say you don't play the first two weeks or, you know, and come back week three or come back week four. Hell, push for the push for the wild card game and fight through from there. Like, you know, so it's just, there's so many other ways I wish it would have went about, but if he felt like his body was obviously not a hundred percent, but at least 75 to 80, I always say, if you feel 80%, you should play because it's manageable. But if you didn't feel like you were 80%, then I wouldn't have stepped out there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I believe uh, there's never been a team that was 0-3 that made playoffs. But like you said, there could have been a you know possibility for a wild card. I don't know. We're, we're throwing a lot of what-ifs out there. but Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's our job. We got a bit of <laughs> what ifs, the what ifs. Uh, but yeah, there's never been a team that was 0-3 that made playoffs. So... Another wrong with making history. Make history. Yeah. Exactly. We've done it before. We can do it again. So um, we've made history. But um, 
I don't know. I, we have a lot of games to uh, to see and, and see how things unfold on Sunday and, of course, Monday night's game. And um, fingers crossed, right? And we're going to pray over that calf. That's what we're going to do. We're going to pray over that calf a couple of times, three, four, eight times. <laughs> we, we need all the help we can get right now. All of it. All of it. I don't think um, – I think that's about it. Like those are the high points. I mean, you know, I've been watching, I've been watching my guys, the Celtics practice and prepare to get ready for the season. And I still love that guys like Grant Williams and Marcus Smart still roast Jason Tatum on the outside. That's so great. Yeah. I'm sure going to miss those guys being on the Celtics this year, but we will dive into basketball later. I don't need to go on and yeah. on about that. You're like, yeah, yeah you no, can shut up about that. No, they're trying to pick up speculations on basketball right now. Um, so. Yeah. Nice. Who knows? We'll see. We'll dive more into it. I know, guys, I know people have seen, you know, the Dame trade talks out there, but we'll be sure to get back to that. Absolutely. Heck yeah, we will. Yes, we will. All right. Well, that's about all I have today. Like, that's it. You can go get your beauty rest. Yeah, it's about to be <laughs> six o'clock now. I might as well stay up. We got practice tomorrow anyway, so. You got to stay up? You're going to stay up? Yeah, it's already about to be six o'clock my time. So it's like, why not? Because if I go to sleep now, <laughs> I got to do a, a, a family dinner tonight, uh, right. Jewish holiday. They always do Shabbats. Uh, it's called oh, Shabbat. Friday. And it's like every Friday, exactly. So I got to go to a neighbor's house tonight. They invited me over. So Very cool. Yeah, it's only, um, it's only 10, 19 a.m. here. I still have a full day work ahead of me. Uh, and then, of course, some of the Bengals starting tonight and a full day of the Bengals at my office tomorrow to get these guys ready for Monday. I am stoked. But anyways, have a great weekend. Uh, you guys, <clears throat> thank you for coming back for another week of Sports and Ish with Miss DB and Vince Edwards. We, uh, we welcome any questions. We welcome any comments. We really need you guys to like and rate our podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. We are on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, literally every single podcast platform. You can even find us on our YouTube channel at Sports and Ish. So we will see you guys next week. Have a great week. Thanks. <laughs>